Very well, Yeoman. Feel free to stick around. Thank you, Captain. I appreciate it. Down on the hangar deck, the Shimizu had come to rest, while the hangar's clamshell space doors were closing, sealing off the bay from the vacuum outside. This rendezvous was taking place in deep space, light years away from the nearest system. The Enterprise's own shuttlecraft were currently parked one level below in the maintenance hangar in order to accommodate the visiting courier. Kirk watched from above as the Shimizu powered down. He walked over to a comm unit on the wall and pressed the speaker button. Kirk to bridge. The Shimizu is safely aboard. Resume course for Chippewa Prime, Warp 5. The Enterprise had naturally dropped out of warp to receive the smaller spacecraft, but now they could get back up to a decent cruising speed. Honored guest or not, his crew were no doubt looking forward to their shore leave, which they had more than earned, especially after all that excitement on the way to the Babel Conference several months back. Kirk's hand drifted toward his ribs, where that Orion assassin had stabbed him. His wound had healed nicely, but he still winced at the memory. Aye, Captain, Lieutenant Commander Montgomery Scott replied from the bridge. We'll be back underway in two shakes of a lamb's tail, sir. His robust Aberdeen accent came through the comm system loud and clear. Will you be needing me to hold down the fort much longer? I shudder to think what mischief my engines might be getting up to in my absence. Kirk smiled. He knew that, given a choice, Scotty would rather be toiling in engineering than occupying the captain's chair on the bridge. Just a tad longer, Mr. Scott. We still have our renowned visitor to attend to. He glanced down at the Shimizu one level below. The courier had yet to disgorge its passenger. Kirk out. Landing bay repressurized, the ship's computer announced via a concealed speaker. Access allowed. That's our cue, Kirk announced. He turned toward his companions. Gentlemen, yeoman, let's not keep our guest waiting. They descended by turbolift to the hangar deck, stepping out into the spacious bay even as the Shimizu's starboard hatch opened and a short set of steps extended onto the deck. The welcoming committee fell into position with Kirk in the forefront as their visitor emerged from the craft. She was a tall, handsome woman who looked to be in her mid-forties with long black hair that as yet showed no sign of gray. Shrewd blue eyes surveyed her surroundings, while her cool demeanor was almost Vulcan in its inscrutability. Unlike Kirk and the others, she was dressed for comfort, not ceremony, and, in contrast to the current trend in Starfleet uniforms, had opted for crisply pressed black trousers instead of a skirt. The captain's bars on the sleeve of her gold tunic testified to her rank. A simple black carryall hung from a strap over her shoulder. Welcome aboard, Captain, Kirk greeted her. Or should I say, welcome back? The former will suffice. She glanced around the bay, perhaps comparing it with her memories. Her neutral tone offered little clue as to what was going through her mind. But I appreciate the sentiment. Her roaming gaze lighted on Spock. Mr. Spock, now I do feel rather more at home. A slight smile softened her expression. Good to see that the Enterprise still has a highly capable first officer. I can only succeed you, he replied not surpass you. The woman, once known as Number One, approached the others as the hatchway automatically closed behind her. Kirk understood that she was the only passenger, having piloted the Shimizu herself. 
No need for flattery, Commander. We both know that I am hardly susceptible to such blandishments. No flattery intended, Spock said. Your record, both on the Enterprise and subsequently, speaks for itself. And quite eloquently, Kirk added. The captain was sincere in his praise. Although not well acquainted with their visitor, having previously only met her in passing at various high-level Starfleet conferences, he was quite familiar with her impressive history, which dated back to the very earliest voyages of the starship Enterprise. After serving with distinction under both Captains Robert April and Christopher Pike, she had eventually been awarded command of her own ship, the USS Yorktown, which was currently undergoing a major refit after several years of deep space exploration. Starfleet's scuttlebutt was that she would be promoted to Commodore soon, and perhaps reassigned to Starfleet Command in San Francisco. Kirk wondered how she felt about...